Welcome to Coffee Conversations. I am your host, Jen LeBanc Billhart, and I've got a guest all the way from Austin, Texas today, Clayton Korn. Hey, how you hey, doing? Good, how are you doing? Doing good. Good to hear from you. Awesome. It's a pleasure to meet you. Same here. Heard lots of good things about you, so this is quite awesome. Uh-huh. All lies. <laughs> all of its lies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess we'll have to test that theory out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you live in Austin, and you're a musician. What else can you tell us about yourself? Well, uh, I don't know. I'm a father of two, and um, I've slowed way down from my previous life as a touring musician, but I'm happy to offer any sort of uh, insight I can. I've uh, I've been around the block a time or two, so happy okay. to be talking to you about it. Awesome. And you play keys and also some vocals? Yeah, that's correct. That's your, okay. Awesome. And how long thing. have you been in the industry? Well, uh, 25 years or so. Yeah. Started around the time I was 20. Well, got my first gig, I should say, when I was 20, first professional touring gig. Awesome. And kind of gone from there. So, yeah. That's amazing. Years. That's a lot of tour history. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So you slowed down about how many years ago with the touring? Oh, I don't know. Five or six years ago, five or I think. Six. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've done some others in the middle there too, but you know, nothing of any sort of, uh, you know, nothing that's, that's just a solid get on the road and stay gone for weeks and months on end. Like oh, I right. used to. What was your longest tour? Oh, longest away from home, probably three months or so. I ok't okay. know. I mean, it's, it all, it's kind of a whirlwind. So <laughs> I'm sure it all kind of like bleeds together. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm super interested to hear more about some of these tours you've gone on. Um, so I guess where should we start? Like what what's the best venue you've played at? Or oh, what's been your favorite? Red Rocks in Colorado by far. OK, and Red I saw Rocks. you post on that today on Facebook. So, you yeah, actually, just you played there. That place is awesome. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, it popped up on my feed from 2009. I think today it was my most commented picture of 2009 on Facebook. Cool. But uh yeah, that's my favorite place. And I think the Gorge in Washington is probably my my second. There's two oh, nice. amazing, amazing venues. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What'd you love about Red Rocks? Oh, what just was that well, like? mostly it, just the, the scenery and the setting. I, I mean, you know, you went from stage, you look out at the crowd and I think it seats 10,000 or something like that, but it's, uh, it's just this giant amphitheater that goes up and up and up. And then these, these cliffs on both sides and they're all lit up and, you know, it's amazing. And then you, you realize that, you know, the Beatles, U2, it's, it's, the place was built in, I don't know, I think the twenties. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's gorgeous. But, I made it out there. Um, not to perform obviously, <laughs> but, um, to see a concert. It's just, yeah. It's just gorgeous. It's just Got something the, else. Yeah. Now. It really That's is. Really no, cool. it's, it's, it's high elevation and you have to walk up a bunch of hills to get where you're going. So by right. the time you get to the stage, you're exhausted and out of breath, but it's, and did you have to lug all your gear? Or is that all taken care of for you? Oh no. Yeah. It's all taken care of for you. So. Yeah. Well, that certainly helps. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It Passed does. Out yes. Before the show starts. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it depends on the situation for me. Somebody, some, <laughs> I, was, I was lucky enough that somebody always pushed my gear around for me. So yeah. And you played um, keys primarily, right? Piano? Yes. Yeah. Piano, uh, the organ. Um, yeah. Some uh, Just enough accordion to get myself in trouble. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Just anything with keys on it. It's kind of been my bag. 
Cool. So um, do you guys normally have an acoustic piano or do you do um, oh, no, everything, keyboards, digital? Yeah, everything's digital. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It is just, that your, it's just, what's that? Is that just, it's just easier? Is that your preference or? Yeah, it's just easier. I mean, you know, I suppose if you had a tech that could follow you around everywhere and tune it every time and, and that, right. it's, that's one thing. But even, even nowadays, like, you know, Bruce Hornsby and those guys, they still, they're playing digital pianos. It's, it's just too much, too much work. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the same can be said for B3s and whatnot too. I mean, I always, I had a B3 cabinet, but I always put a, a Nord or something in it. Yeah. That, you know, uh, just the more moving parts going down the road, the, sure the the, 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 the more you're inviting catastrophe when yeah. it counts. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> Definitely makes sense. That's really cool. Um, so you've you toured for like let's say twenty years. So sure. you've probably learned a lot of valuable information. And um, would you call yourself an expert of a, being a touring musician? Like you've kind of seen a lot of stuff. I'm envisioning. <laughs> I probably call myself an expert. I don't know if yeah. anybody else would, but uh, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it just comes with the territory. It's kind of funny. Sure. Part of the reason that I I stopped was really, I mean, I my my son's seven now, so I stopped uh, right about the time he was born, my oldest, and I, you know, it was a lot of it had to do with with getting off the road to be closer to my family. But the other part was it just kind of struck me that at you know I'd walk out on stage in front of I don't know, I mean, we were on. Let's just give the Kenny Chesney tour, for instance, you know, it, there, there are 75,000 people out there in the audience. And I just kind of realized I'm not getting much of a thrill out of it anymore. I mean, it's fun. It's cool. But you, at some point you, you sort of have, you've, you've reached that sort of kind of pinnacle where going out and doing that is it's, it's your job for one. Sure. And you know, there are just days when I just didn't want to do it. And, and uh, I won't say I was burned out, but it, it was certainly, um, a consideration that it's probably time to move aside and let somebody who's going to have a lot more fun doing this, do it, you know? Right. You got to have passion. I'm assuming it would like really exhaust you. Just it really does. I mean, you know, and the older around. you get, yeah, the older you get, the more, you know, the more it does, but the, the, you know, the, the I'm not going to lie. It's a, it's, it's a pretty cush gig, especially, you know, the one or two that I was on where, uh, you know, it, it, you weren't, you were traveling by night in a tour bus. Um, you get, you wake up in a different city and it's great. You know, you've got a crew that gets, to, you know, that, that sets everything up. So really you got any, you've, you've got the whole day to explore the city. And then you, you, you show up at showtime, walk on stage, do a show and you're done. That's not a bad gig. It's, it's no. a lot of fun. Now, yeah. you know, I've certainly done the van gigs and things like that, where you're driving all day, you get to wherever you're going at about four o'clock you unload your own gear, you push in your own gear, you, then you have a three hour sound check. And then you, you know, those, that kind of touring is necessary, but it's absolutely exhausting. And, and, um, you know, I just, I can't do that anymore, but you know, I was lucky enough to spend the majority of my time on a tour bus and, and, you know, touring on, on kind of bigger tours or, or at least sure. set up in a way that, that, uh, you know, we got to explore the city and really kind of take in the culture and things like that. Well, that's one way to travel, right? <laughs> it is. That's pretty it's one cool. Way to I put I put a pencil to it the other day. I, I I went over a million miles on a tour bus. Holy cow! In my in my wow. twenty years. 
That's something. And, uh, yeah, it wow. was. So can you name off some of the musicians or bands that you've performed and gone on tour with? So, yeah, to have been actually employed by a, uh, someone who was paying my bills while I was on tour, it was the, the main ones for me were, were a gentleman named Phil Vassar, um, who was a f- pretty big deal back in the 2000s and whatnot. He, he wrote uh, a lot of huge songs for other people, but then he had his own gig. Um, so um, I, I toured with him for, I want to say, seven or eight years. And then the one that filled up the majority of my time was a guy named Pat Green, who's okay. uh, a big, you know, he's much bigger probably in Texas than he is in other places, but he had a couple of big hits like Wave on Wave and things like that. And and Pat and I were were good friends and we, you know, I did the majority of my time touring with him. Oh, cool. And what kind of music is this? Uh, primarily country. It always paid the bills. I grew okay. up in Texas. I kind of came by it, honestly. I grew up in West Texas, tiny little town, and, uh, you know, listened to country music as a kid. And, uh, and then moved to Nashville, you know, right around 20 or 21. And that's when. Nice. Is that when things kind of took off? Did I you did. move to Nashville knowing that you wanted to get more oh, into yeah, that's the why, music that's scene? Why yeah. I, exactly. That's why I moved. I went to a little music school in, um, in West Texas called South Plains College. Okay. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm, I, um, I'm more, I'm interested to, to learn about what you guys are doing there because South Plains, they had a commercial music program that was geared specifically towards kind of preparing you to do what I did, you know? Oh, that's awesome. It's, really? Yeah. And it, yeah. Wow. And it kind of has a little bit of a foothold in the country music. As a matter of fact, um, Natalie Maines from the Dixie Chicks, uh, mm-hmm. or pardon me, the Chicks now. <laughs> yes. Uh, she and I were good friends. We were we were there at the same time. We were good friends at, okay. at one point. I haven't talked to her in years, but um, but she uh, she used to cheat off my theory exams, Uh-oh. and um, I, there there were just quite a few that were that came through the program. There, Leanne Womack was one that was uh, she's an alum, and so there's a wow. quite a few folks still in Nashville that have gone through that program, and so That's really neat. it's a great yeah, it's a great sort of feeder system for the for the, for the kids in Texas to That's awesome. kind of get a foothold. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, I was talking with Ethan, the engineer on this, um, before, while we were waiting and, um, you know, I'm classically trained and I was like, you know, yeah. I wish that here in St. Louis, there were more opportunities for contemporary music. And, um, you know, maybe it's just my, me being young and naive. I didn't even think there were, you know, universities like that or programs. That's just, um, it's just really cool um, to have such an opportunity. Um, so I'm really intrigued to hear about that. Yeah. It is. It's a neat. It's a neat program, and I, you know, any, I mean, there's like who's... performing arts colleges, of course, you know, kind right. of sporadically, um, but that just seems a little bit different. So. It really is. Like, a, you know, I'd encourage your, anybody, you know, going through your program that wants to maybe pursue it a little further. Like I said, it is kind of based in country music, so you kind of have a need to have a taste for that, but, sure. um, it's, yeah, it's called the commercial music program, South, uh, South Plains college. Love Matter it. of fact, one of my best friends and in, in my roommate in Nashville for several years after South Plains college, uh, was from Kansas city. So just down okay. the road from you, yeah, you guys. You know, sure. So we, you know, their kids come from all over the country to go, to, to go through their program. That's awesome. Yeah. Here in St. Louis, um, if you're going to come to school for music, you're going to Webster to study jazz or, other things like that primarily yeah. um yeah that's pretty big here 
So it's just a whole different world. It's amazing how different parts of the country, you've got different pockets of music and, um, you know, just different things become popular and so forth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So since you've stopped touring, um, you've obviously pivoted to something else. So now you are involved in events. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So let's talk about that. All right. Well, yeah. So, uh, started an events company kind of springboarding off of what I had learned sort of through osmosis, uh, doing, you know, through all the touring and whatnot, I realized that I had had, um, uh, you know, quite a bit of knowledge that I could put to work producing events. Um, and I got a call from, uh, a, a, a good friend of mine who at the time was the chief of staff of, um, of the uh, attorney general of the state of Texas, who was running for governor, who's now governor Abbott. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, he just, uh, they knew that he was going to win the election. And so they asked me to produce, uh, the, his election night victory party, which was at the Moody theater, which is where they film Austin city limits down here. Oh, nice. And it was one of those deals where I didn't know what I didn't know. So I jumped in with both feet and we okay. had, we had 55 news outlets and, you know, 3000 attendees and things like that, that it just completely, but we did it, we pulled it off. It was, you know, I kind of, uh, was the, the contractor. The point is that, the, I mean, he, he had a big staff that was working on it too, but, um, I kind of walked away from that experience going, um, you know, okay, we, we can do this. This is something that, you know, and so I started a company, um, and you know, we've, we've been fairly successful doing, uh, you know, a lot of political events, a lot of, um, you know, concert events just on their own. Uh, our biggest sort of source of pride is that we've done a lot of charity stuff. I've raised, you know, several million dollars now for, for different charities. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's a fun way to stay involved in the music business. And, um, you know, it's probably a little more, well, up until this whole mess hit this COVID thing, you know, it, it was certainly more lucrative than being a musician, but, um, you know, now everybody's on hold. And, yeah, and so sure. I just have no idea what the next chapter really looks like. I'm hoping that we can, that we can uh, all weather it, but you know, uh, we'll, we'll, at the end of the day, we'll all still be making music. I just don't know what. <laughs> oh, for sure. We just don't know in what capacity. So are yeah. you in, um, involved with two different events? primarily uh, that you well, put on yeah i've got several events that we put okay. on i think uh you know one of the reasons i was connected to you was uh through a good friend of both of ours um who was in san marcus texas and uh yeah so i put on uh with a with a, a group here i put on a uh, an air show concert um music festival thing which awesome. i'm also a kind of a passionate aviator so oh nice um it's, it's a good blend. way to sort of, sort of tie everything together. We yeah. do, it's a big car show. It's a music festival and, and, and whatnot. Oh, cool. And we, to, this was supposed to be our second year. We had okay. a, a great year in 2019 and, and unfortunately had to cancel our 2020 event. Um, we're looking at 2021 with sort of hopeful eyes. I, I think that uh, hopefully the, uh, this thing will clear up by next May. But um, anyway, that's, it's that has certainly been the biggest as far as um as as far as just pure uh magnitude okay and and uh so anyway working on that awesome. and hoping to build that into a into a big you know recurring festival yeah i'd love festival. to see that for you that'd be that'd be awesome it's yeah i um go, yeah, wheels, up. go Sorry, wheels up go wheels up 
Go wheels up. Go wheels up. Live is where we're at. Go so. wheels up, and that's in Austin. It's in Austin. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. There's um. St. Louis tried to get a big music festival going, and it was moderately successful for several years. Um, called Lou Fest. Uh huh. And I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. Yeah. Um, I think Brian Cohen originated it. Gosh, like 2007 ish. I want to say in it, and then it transferred to a couple of other guys a few years back. And then was it last year or the year before? It just completely just disintegrated. And it was, it was kind of devastating to me. I loved, um, loved that festival. In 2011, I actually had the opportunity as on the board in which we got to um, decide and book the bands. And so um, Flaming Lips they were probably one of the bigger, they were one of the headliners. Yeah. Um, so I got to hang out with them backstage and that was, that was just really cool. Like I, I've always been kind of passionate about events too. The music school gets really involved in events. We were at, um, Lou Fest a couple of years and we still get involved in the community. Um, but same thing, everything's just canceled and a few things in our community are trying to, you know, hang on by a thread, but definitely very modified um but yeah, yeah. Some, it, events are just really cool i don't know there's just something about it that um i've always just really enjoyed so kudos to you on all of that thanks yeah it's uh it's a fun 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 way of life um Absolutely. and that's the whole point yeah um and you know at, at the heart of it i'm just kind of i'm an entertainer and i like i like watching you know seeing the the, the smiles on people's faces when right something when something cool is going on on stage or the, just the, the you know the 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 look in a kid's eye when he watches an airplane take off it's just so much fun to to um to sort of be in the midst of facilitating that for people. right i'm sure it's different for you being on the opposite side of the stage um you know. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> right. and, and I look up at this, at, look up at the kids now playing and, and I don't miss it one tiny little bit. You don't. <laughs> no. You're satisfied. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's, re- that's what's important. And, um, so that one's called go wheel, go wheels up. Um, yes. and how do you like, we have a couple of air shows here in St. Louis, but like how I've, I don't know. I, I, I know nothing about it. I'm not behind the scenes or anything, but like, yeah. how do you coordinate airplanes with music? Like how, so you're actually, how, how does that work? Like, are you finding, um, private pilots or how, just kind it's of a whole go industry. through that? The, the air, okay. Yeah. The air show industry is an industry just like the concert industry is. Um, it's a lot more, well, concerts, you know, you get into the bigger acts and they've got, they've got management and they've got booking agents and everything that you have to go sure. through. So honestly, that is a lot more difficult to, to navigate than, uh, you know, just calling, but there's a, there's a big, um, thing called the international council of air shows. It has a, um, a convention every year and the, the entire air show industry sort of, uh, goes there so that's it's really easy to go walk up to whoever you want to you know come come perform at your show talk oh. to them strike a deal you know Interesting. and uh it yeah it's it's a lot more you know person to person than the uh than the music industry is but tying it all together it's just a scheduling thing you know we'll have okay. we'll have air show in the afternoon followed by concert in the evening and uh, other things to do throughout the day. So, you know, it's, it's, as far as that's concerned, it's not that, you know, it's just making sure everybody stays on, on schedule. <laughs> sure. 
No, that's really cool though. And are you a pilot yourself? I am. Okay. Yeah. Started flying back in Nashville and yeah, whatever. 2002, I think too. Oh, wow. So it's a nice tie in for you. Yeah, it is. But you know, it's, I'm just a nerd. So it's, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> and but, uh, show me a, pian- all- show me a, show me a piano player who isn't. Yeah, so. no, I totally get it. You have been listening to Coffee Conversations. I am your host, Jen LeBanc Billhartz from Shock City School of Music. Thanks for tuning in so far. We are going to just step away for a quick break and a word from our sponsor. So stick with us and we will be right back. Are you or your kids bored at home? We have the answer. Virtual music lessons. Mobile friendly platform. One on one lessons with a professional music instructor. Group lessons and kinder music too. The world is moving online. So are we. Join us today. Music lasts a lifetime. Begin today. Visit shockcityschool.com to sign up. Um, and then there's another festival that you put on, right? That has something to do with whiskey and music. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So we, uh, we also do, um, uh, it's called the Texas whiskey festival Okay. and it's, so Texas has garnered this really vibrant craft whiskey, craft spirit scene. Whiskey is just one component of it, but sure. a matter of fact, I live in Dripping Springs, Texas, and, and you can probably get Dripping Springs vodka, I think in uh, up in your part of the world yeah. but um but there's this sort of small distillery matter of fact one of the roads that i live near uh, i think has four distilleries on it as you oh, drive wow. back into austin and so uh, my business partner and i decided and this was really his idea um but you know he he wanted to create the texas whiskey festival and i think we're in our third year now um hoping that it happens you know in, in 2021 we were sure. we were very lucky we we had it in the first part of march um uh this year and i mean as soon as we were done with that it the whole state shut down oh, wow. so we were lucky to to have had our event this year and it was a okay. it was a, a bang up event but we the, the uh you know there are some fantastic distillers here there's some some um you know, whiskey that stands up against anything else in the world. And so it, it was that, and then we tie that in with music, just, uh, you know, kind of our, our Texas thing. And, and it's a fantastic um, evening, you know, it's not an all day celebration. Of course, I don't think anybody would be cool with us serving whiskey all day, but um, <laughs> right. you know, but we did, we've had, we've had people in from all over the world in this last one. We had folks flying from, uh, from Ireland. We had folks flying from, Japan, I think, you know, to come to the, to the event. So, yeah, it's yeah, incredible. It's a, it's a neat deal. It's really a good is. pairing, whiskey and music. And whiskey and music. That's awesome. Well, you're making me want to move to Austin. Austin <laughs> is a fantastic place. Sounds it's a little amazing. expensive. <laughs> it's it? a little expensive, but it's is a it great getting place expensive? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I guess it's like really booming. Is there? That's really right. I mean, Tesla yeah. just moved to town and, you know, ah. uh, 
Apple has a big campus here. I don't, it's um, it's a, it's a tech city for sure. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a neat place to be. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, of course it's also 108 degrees here today, so I don't. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god. I kind of wish I lived in St. Louis today. Well, I don't know what the humidity factor is like in um, Austin, but it gets really humid here. So it does. It does here too. So yeah, I think it's like around ninety, but nothing like in the hundreds. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess we've got a more mild day. Yeah, but uh, no, Austin's a fantastic town. It's a hu- it's a very rich um, music city. You know, um, we call ourselves the live music capital of the world. I don't know if there's any real validity to that, but we certainly have a lot of live venues. And, uh, you know, it's the, it's kind of the centerpiece of the Texas thing. And, you know, and Texas isn't just country music either. I mean, we, you know, I, I mean, um, that, you know, there's a huge rap scene out of, out of Houston, okay. um, and whatnot. So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool music coming out of this place. Yeah, no, that, that sounds really awesome. Um, so are you guys, so with, in St. Louis, we've had some kind of like pop-up, uh, parking lot concerts here recently um i don't know if that's something that you guys have going on like i think st louis is getting i would give us an a plus on getting creative with um finding alternatives for music and entertainment right now that being one of them um certainly there are some that that have been doing it they asked uh, i say they that we were approached to kind of help facilitate a couple of those right now i think I mean, people are getting creative. I think right now, if part of the issue that we're having is just kind of the liability. You know, even in a, even a a parking lot concert, right? Um, you know, their insurance companies don't want to touch you right now if you're if you're doing any sort of live event because if they can trace, you know, any illness back to you or there's any sort of you know, it's it's having that many cars in one place, it's just a difficult thing to try to 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 pull off. God bless the ones who can do it and, and, and uh, are willing to take the risk. But, um, you know, at least right now, until we kind of get through this next big, big wave that seems to be coming, um, you know, I, we're not doing it, but there are certainly those that are, and and I wish them all the, all the best. I hope that they, I hope that they figure it out because frankly, it's not, um, you know, the musicians need the work badly. Um, I mean, our industry is just losing millions by the day. Absolutely. Um, and and so anything that they can do, uh, that anyone can do to you know to to to, to hire musicians to, you know, I, we're seeing a lot of online stuff. Um, I hope that doesn't turn into you know people's expectation of free music all of the time. You know, yeah. I think it's important that people pay for music. I think um, you know you know this uh, certainly coming from your side of the the um the table here but you know i i hope that we have that as this bounces back that it facilitates itself in a way that's going to be much more beneficial to the musicians than you know what we even had before this happens you know so um i'm just hoping that more you know people are willing to pay for music and they're willing to uh um realize that it you know it live music is is part of the lifeblood of of what we do. I mean, it's uh, of America sure. and, yeah. and I just hope it keeps flowing, you know? No, I think you're absolutely right. I think in the last, um, probably 20 years or so, and even more so in the last five years, people just, 
take it for granted, take musicians and the streaming and everything being online. It's just like nobody wants to even pay the $8 to have the subscribed, um, you know, Spotify or Pandora. They're just, they want what's free. Um, And so everyone's just really struggling. And so, I, yeah, I hope you're right in which more people are supportive moving forward um, and just find a way. You know, it's just um, everything's just shifted upside down. So it's just that's really right. It'll it'll yeah. be interesting to see what comes next, um, you know, because everything cannot endure constantly to be online. Obviously, that wouldn't be. That's right. And, you it know, just, I, it, well, it wouldn't work. So. Well, that's what I meant by saying that live music is the lifeblood of what we're doing, because what we've done now and, and you know, I haven't given a lot of thought to what I'm about to say. So if I ramble, I apologize. But it's um, we're creating free content that free content, the goal for us as musicians are, uh, should be to get people to their concerts, to get people to pay, to come through the door, to see them. Butts and seats are what's going to pay the bills from now on. Certainly, you know, there's going to be some licensing revenues and things like that. I'm talking about, you know, for the lucky few, uh, you know, ad campaigns and things like that, that actually still will pay handsomely from a recording standpoint. But the vast, 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 vast majority of the music that's being recorded will never recoup the recording cost um, on sales alone. You know, it's all going to be um, getting people to show up and support live music at the local level, live music at the state level, and live music at the at the national, international level. That's how. Sure. That's that's what's going to be the the deal, and that's honestly kind of why I got into events because I, you know, I I had tried to go down the road of producing music too. And, and I still do on occasion, but it's purely a hobby at this point because there's just <laughs> right. no way to make a living, you know, producing constant music or, or, um, you know, it, it, or, or just even being a, a musician and a, a side guy, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. So. No, I, I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of validity to that. So you did not ramble. I think your thoughts came across quite clearly. Um, it made sense to me at least, and hopefully our listeners too. Um, but you're right. Like you, the recordings and all of that is almost like a teaser to capture your audience and get them attracted to you so that they'll want to come see you perform live. That's right. Um, cause you can listen to an album a hundred times, but it's, completely different experience live um i think a lot of people lose sight of that and you probably have more um i think live music holds you know it just lives differently in austin versus st louis so i can't really i can only speak to my own experience here but yeah it's just taking that next step and there is such importance to touring um, yeah. I mean, you can only play so many local gigs and That's you'll right. go stagnant eventually. Um, it could sustain you certainly, but you know, there's so, so much more and you have to capture new people constantly. So yeah, I think, you know, as you've done, as you've lived your life, you toured and, um, you know, there's a lot of benefits to it obviously. And that's kind of, I, I don't know if I'm speaking for you incorrectly, but for other musicians and yourself, that's kind of where things are at. Um, you've got to, you got to keep pushing through and, um, just get out there. That's right. You do. And, you know, I, I know that not 
all of us are going to make it through this, uh, you know, shutdown uh, unscathed. I think people are going to have to figure out what they have to do to put food on the table. Uh, for the first time in my life, uh, there's absolutely no shame in it's let me backtrack a little bit. As I was coming up as a kid, um, and I was, you know, playing piano and, and I, you know, in and around the town, the city that I grew up and things like that, people always said, you know, oh, what are you going to get your real degree in? Uh, you know, so you have something to fall back on. And my whole yes. <laughs> philosophy, my whole philosophy for that for so many years was, um, I'm not going to give myself anything to fall back on. Otherwise I'll fall back on it, yep. you know, and, and, you know, not giving myself the safety net of an accounting degree or whatever. Um, but, and, and, you know, some of that has certainly been to my detriment, but also it's sort of like, that's the road that I chose. And for your kids that are listening, I say kids, I mean, you're, you, for your listeners, <laughs> But the ones that are, you know, kind of trying to decide whether or not they want to do this as a living, you know, for the first where I was going with the thought was for the first time, I've realized how fragile this really is and how how, you know, it would be beneficial for me, certainly now to have something else that I could go do and, and do well. And, and you know, but just because my entire industry has gone away until God knows when I don't know, I just don't know right. when it's coming back. Um, but all of that being said, you know, if you want to go do this and this is your, your passion, whether it's, whether it's recording or whether it's songwriting or, or, or producing or touring or what, whatever it is that you want to do with, with your, with your talent, um, give that talent everything that you've got. Um, you know, there's certainly a, a bit of luck that comes along with it. Um, but you know, if you work hard enough at it, you're, you're gonna get to where you want to go. Um, you know, and I say all of that with a caveat of these are just really weird times. That they are. Right and now. so you couldn't have predicted, I think you've had a very full life as a musician thus far. Um, so you had mentioned needing something to fall back on, like, and you hear that all the time with these young yeah. musicians, like, what do you what what's your real career going to be? Exactly. It's like, no, you, you can have a career as a musician. There's so many different elements that go into music. It's not just being a superstar. That's right. Um, so I think it is possible and you've, you've demonstrated that it's possible and yes, we're, we're all pivoting and I don't mean to sound harsh to anybody else out there, but I think the music industry is a little bit oversaturated just because of the online presence and it makes it so easy to just put yourself out there and to build something up. And I'm not saying Absolutely. that these people are not talented, but it's possible they don't have the proper skills or dedication or ability to really make it anywhere because they're just living like literally in a box. They're never going to branch out. They're just this digital person essentially. Um, yep. So, yeah, like if the worst thing that happens with COVID is that the music scene kind of revamps itself with quality, then I don't think that's the worst thing. It gives better opportunity to those that are dedicated and have worked hard indefinitely. And to me, that would be success. That's um, right. And, you know, so, the, uh, just to, to, to riff on that for a minute, too, it's 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 funny, uh, you know producing and being an independent record producer and having worked on 
you know, several, several products. It's funny to see artists and I put, um, put air quotes around that because, you know, I think everybody calls themselves an artist. Um, it's funny to watch different motivations from different people. Um, you know, there's the artist that is an artist that, that, that it, it's there. It's all about their music. It's all about, you know, making their music as good as they can make their music. Um, and th- the end game for them was just having a great product. Now, whether it was to get, you know, get people to their concert or whatever, I think, you know, the, the idea was just to produce a great, a great product. And then there are those who are just driven by that they want to be famous. Yes. You know, they just, you're, you're, this project is nothing but a stepping stone to get them to, um, you know, what, and it has no, the quality of the music has no bearing on what they're doing. It's, it's all about what do I have to do to look pretty on Instagram and what Mm -hmm. do I have to do to, uh, you know, what, what, what is my, who do I have to write with? Who do I need to talk to? How do I get famous? You know? And, you know, to be real honest, I think that success probably lies somewhere in the middle. You know, now there are those out there that are just amazing self-promoters and uh, you tie that to really great music and really great talent. That's the ones that are, that's the 1%, the the half of 1% who go and do it and are, you know, have these amazing careers. Um, But like I said, I think that the, the biggest thing I kind of learned going through that or just working in the industry for so long or working for different people, like the most successful people that I ever worked for or, or was around were the ones that, you know, they, they didn't mind promoting themselves, but mostly they were just a lot of fun to be around and people just wanted to hang, wanted to hang out with them, you know? Yeah. And you tie that to some really great music um, and an ability to deliver that music on stage in a live setting and in the studio. And, and that's where, you know, you, you have that, that's the kind of the lightning in a bottle. It just, you don't see it very often, but when you do, you know, that's it. and so from, from that standpoint for your, for your listeners, you know, I think that, that, um, you know, if you really are looking for success, COVID being the quality, you know, being the, the, this weird time being an outlier, <laughs> yes. I'm just saying it's, you know, do, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Make sure you're doing it because you want to do it. Make sure you're doing it because, uh, you know, it's it's something that you want to live with for the rest of your life. Because famous or not famous, music is part of my fabric. And absolutely. And and um, you know, it's gotten I've gotten to do some really neat things because of it. So yeah. And I hope that I, I wish that for everyone listening. No, I think you uh, touched on that quite perfectly. So yeah, it's definitely interesting all around and just adds so much to it. I mean, we're having a much different conversation because of COVID than we would have at any other point. That's Um, really right. And, you know, somebody is going to get real creative through all of this and come up with something that nobody's thought of and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. And, and, uh, you know, that whoever that person is, 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 is going to reap some huge benefits. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just keep plugging through all this. Yep. That's all we can do, really. It's yeah. hang in there. So, all right. Any last minute stories or anything else oh, that gosh. pops up? <laughs> or will we be here all day? <laughs> that's right. I've got stories for days. Um, I, I know nobody is... knows. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. No, you. you what's your thought? Oh, no. I was just going to say, uh, you know, I, I, I know that uh, 
you know, no, nobody knows or probably cares who I am, but, uh, you know, it, it's, I don't know if funny. that's true. <laughs> well, I, you know, I moved to Nashville on a lark really one day. I got, I, here's a, here's a story. So, um, I had was, I just decided that I was going to move to Nashville. A couple of my, my buddies had, had, had moved out and one of their, um, one of their houses had burned. And so I decided I needed to go out and check on her, make sure she's, she's good and, and, uh, and see if I could help. And so I went out there and, uh, you know, just, you know, I was like, I don't need to go home. This is great. I'm here. I'm I, no, no connections. So I, I called my parents and I had actually taken their car to Nashville because I was driving an old F-150 at the time and I didn't know if it'd make it. Okay. Um, so I, I, I had driven the night cause I was going to stay a few days and come back home. And so I called my dad and I said, Hey, why don't you just load up what you can in the back of my truck? We'll meet in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's about halfway in between where I was, you know, my home in, in Nashville. And so we met in Little Rock. We stayed at a Red Roof Inn. And the next morning, I was going to take my truck to Nashville. I get in my truck. I realize that somebody had broken into the back of my truck in the middle of the night and taken every last thing. Oh, no. Every, every last, they'd stolen my entire life. Which that, was every, that was like all of your belongings. All of my belongings, my keyboards, everything was gone. And, and the only thing they had left was a pullout couch because I guess they couldn't pull, they, they just didn't want to lift it. <laughs> Too heavy. So, yeah. So anyway, that's how I moved to Nashville. Literally with, it was me, my truck and a pullout couch and two very supportive parents. And so, uh, you know, we, 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 I found a place to live and that was, you know, a, what was kind of funny about it was I, I got there and at the time, this was, this was in 98 or 99. So it was kind of before the internet and everything. And, uh, so I, I, there was a, a rag, there was, a, it's called the Nashville scene. It's just a local, you know, free paper that's in every okay. restaurant. And there's a, there's a classified section and I, and I, and I placed an ad in there. I think it said like young, hot keyboard player looking for whatever, some stupid thing like that. <laughs> but, uh, I, I just, I, like the next day I got a call from a, a guy named Brady Seals, who at the time had a couple of big hits on the radio and the next, like that was Thursday. And by Monday I was on a flight to Switzerland. Oh my gosh. That uh, quickly. To, to, yeah. To go, to go on this little European tour. And, wow. and it was just kind of, and they, the only reason they called was because they said, I, I just had to know who would put that stupid ad in the paper. And, and, uh, and he's right, but it, we did it, became great friends. I played with him for a little while. And then I wound up, you know, just shortly after that, I wound up in Lee Greenwood's band. I don't, Lee Greenwood's the God bless the USA. Okay. Every fourth of, every fourth of yep. July, I, I'm, I'm reminded that I played in Lee Greenwood's <laughs> band, but you know, and then from there, it just kind of morphed into, I, I started playing with more and more sort of successful and more relevant musicians. And, uh, I think I was on, I not, in Kenny's band, but I, I was in, I was touring with Kenny through three of his biggest years ever. I mean, you know, we were playing stadiums and, and we were just the music to walk in by, oh, nice. but it was just, it was, it was such, such a thrilling, That's really cool. you know, thing to go kind of live that. And so I'm just saying it's, you know, if you're willing to go out there and just throw yourself at it and I'm lucky I'm a keyboard player, honestly, there's way fewer of us yes. out on the market than there are guitarists and Absolutely. things like that. So it's true. Yeah. You know, um, it's a little, I won't say easier, but it's certainly, um, you know, not my, our market's not nearly as tough. So sure. Less people to fight with, to get the yeah. job. 
anyway, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun and, and I'm, I'm very blessed to have gotten to this part point in my life. And, and so that's uh, kind of where it all took off was with that move. Yeah, that really is right. And then I moved back to Texas and started playing with Pat Green, who was still in that, you know, he's still a Nashville act, I guess. I mean, he's, okay. he's signed, signed there up until recently, I guess he's been signed with a major label, but, um, you know, that was the deal. It's just, you know, kind of getting to rub shoulders with all those different folks. It's a lot of fun. It sounds incredible. Yeah. It's quite the dream. You've lived the dream. You're living the dream. <laughs> You're <laughs> You're right. Still living the dream. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. And, well, listen, good luck to you too. Yeah. And everything that you guys are doing. This it's this is really neat. I wish I, I I'm I'm gonna keep watching what you guys do and No, I appreciate and, uh, that. I uh yeah, I had nothing better to do during <laughs> quarantine than well, I was talking to I've got kind of the sounding board guy. Um, he's a producer from Nashville, just moved back to St. Louis. He's with Shock City too. Um, but whenever I need something, I call him and I was like wanting to chat with him about SEO on the website or something. We wound up chatting for two hours. And at the end of the conversation, I couldn't even tell you what his recommendation was for my website, but somehow we decided I was going to start a podcast. And I was like, I, you know, I'm not the best person for this. I'm not very outgoing. I have never done anything like that. I've never recorded. Um, but I just dove into it and I was like, you know, what the hell? Why not? It'll be a, a pretty cool extension of the music school and I'll get to, um, you know, chat with some of my favorite local musicians. And I've, I've started now to branch out obviously with you and, um, I've got somebody else on the horizon from Nashville that I want to get on in a couple weeks as well. So it's just been like really cool. I'm not sure where this is going to take us, but I'm loving it so far. And if I can bring more exposure to the actual music industry, to um, our students or even young musicians, like I think I don't quite know what our target audience is quite yet for our show, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, I'm kind of hoping through the guests that I've had on, I think we're hopefully inspiring some people, giving them some good tips for really what to do to get their stuff, their musicianship and yeah, um, all that stuff kind of taken off. So we'll see, but it's been a fun ride so far. And well, you're real good um, at it. You, you really oh, well, are. I appreciate that. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I, I think I'm, I'm probably the, the, I feel like the, the world's most awkward um host but i'm learning some stuff (laughs) yeah no you're great (laughs) well thank you all right well it's been a pleasure meeting you and thank you so much for your time thank you for Um, having me yeah so if you have do you have websites or links or anything you can share with the audience as far as your events go or anything else that you'd like to promote or stuff to kind of be on the horizon yeah, um, the, the the biggest one, obviously. Well, we've got the Texas Whiskey Festival, so it's, it's txwhiskeyfest.com. Please check that out. Um, and that, is that got, whiskey with the E or no E? With an E. Okay, I know there's e. two spellings. Yeah. So. Now, there are, and I like <laughs> yes. the one without the E. but uh, Like Crown Royal but, has no E, right? It may not, but uh, the 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 big one is Scotch. Scotch has no E, and I, I love Scotch, so I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, a, I'm a <laughs> Yeah, I'm a in, burb- in bourbon. I'm a bourbon yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah, right on. But uh, so check that out. And then uh, go, okay. wheels up dot, go wheels up. Go wheels up. Live. Hopefully we're we'll be uh, up and running at the end of next May. 
So those are the big ones. Um, my company is called Craftsman Events. So we're at craftsman, craftsmen.events, C-R-A-F-T-S-M-E-N.events. Okay, you can kind of see cool. what, we're, what we're up to there. Awesome. And um, yeah, and then, um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of tacitly and conservatively working on a couple of my own little music projects here and oh, there. So okay. maybe maybe I'll have something to, to throw out there soon. But Yeah, uh, no, that'd be cool. I'd be happy to share it when it comes out yeah. or whatever it is. So... Awesome. Right on. Well, thank you. Well, very thanks much. again, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll I'll keep in touch a little bit and keep me posted on how things are going. Okay. Things like that. Yeah. Have All a right. great one. Thanks, Clayton. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. All right. So that was Clayton Corn from Austin, Texas. And he has been on tour. He's been in the industry for 20 plus years. Um, now he is producing events. So that was really cool having Clayton on. And be sure to check him out. If you're in the Austin area, be sure to check out his events if you get a chance. And of course, share as you can and you can also support. So thanks so much, everybody, for being here today. And we'll see you next time. Again, this is Jen with Coffee Conversations. Bye.